step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I'm Stephen Monteith, and I'm here to talk about the Second Amendment. There was a shooting this week at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, in which almost two dozen people, most of them children, were killed. I cannot tell you how horrifying it is for me to hear of people being murdered, especially children, especially so many at once. Especially since I keep hearing about it all the time now. I thought about doing a podcast about gun control, but I, alre I already did one last December, after this country had endured yet another school shooting. And I really don't like repeating myself. Especially when the arguments against what I'm saying are so nonsensical that I have to wonder if any of them had any thought put into them at all. The biggest, or rather loudest, argument against gun control is that the Second Amendment supposedly guarantees us the right to have guns in this country. The people who use this as an argument, by the way, aren't saying it because they read the Constitution in school and said to themselves, well, it's a guaranteed right, so I'd better go out and exercise it by owning as many guns as I can. It's what the founders wanted, after all. No. No, the people who use this argument simply like guns, and that's why they buy guns. Now, there are legitimate reasons to want to own a gun. There are some people who legitimately buy them for personal defense. There are some people who legitimately buy them for hunting. There are some people who legitimately believe the government is a potentially oppressive force, and the only way to oppose that force is with a well-regulated militia, and therefore the people must have guns to overthrow the government if the time ever comes. That last group of people, as paranoid as they sound at times, are the only ones who have any grasp as to why the Founding Fathers wanted us to have guns. I've done two podcasts now about the Supreme Court and why originalism, the practice of taking into account what the Founders intended when they wrote the laws when deciding how to interpret them, is a bad philosophy when you're a Supreme Court justice. To put it bluntly, we as a country need to consider what's best for us today, not what the founders thought would be best for us back in the 1700s. They were slave owners who didn't think women should hold office or even vote. 
But let's put that aside for a minute and talk about their intent behind the Second Amendment. America had just fought a very long and very bloody war for independence from King George and the British Empire. They would not have been able to do this without their guns. When the war was over, when a new nation was being formed, the main concern was ensuring freedom, ensuring the rights of the people to stand up to government with freedom of assembly, freedom to petition, freedom against unjust incarceration, freedom to change the makeup of government by peaceful vote every two, four, and six years, and if all else fails, with the freedom to gather arms and violently overthrow a government that has betrayed its people. These freedoms have all been abused in the last few years, in some grotesque, dark parody of what the Founders intended. After we held a fair and valid election in 2020, an election that was affirmed to be so by multiple state recounts, by over 60 court decisions, three of which were issued by the Supreme Court itself, and by the United States Congress, an assembly of petitioners decided that they just didn't like the outcome led by the defeated president at the time, Donald Trump. So, in a gruesome and violent perversion of patriotism, they stormed the Capitol to prevent the peaceful transition of power. And when they were arrested for their crimes, they were called political prisoners who were unjustly incarcerated. These same people including Trump and his sycophants, who have spent years now trying to distort and abuse every freedom accorded to them by the Founders, now in the wake of yet another mass slaying of children, sound the familiar drumbeat that guns cannot be taken away from citizens. Yes, they can. All freedoms granted by the Constitution can be limited can be curtailed, can even be removed by the government if they are abused. If you don't believe me, then believe yourselves and the people you idolize, because the same people who claim that the right to keep and bear arms cannot be infringed upon have done their damnedest to infringe on other rights granted by the Constitution. The right to vote, for example, has been revoked for individuals who are convicted of felonies, the 14th Amendment to the Constitution clearly says no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. And yet we have state laws, state constitutions in some cases, which say the right to vote can be revoked if you're a felon. So why can't we revoke the right to bear arms? The answer is we absolutely can. I'm going to talk for a little bit about grammar now, so strap yourselves in. Because the Second Amendment doesn't say cannot be infringed. It says shall not be infringed. 
just like the 14th Amendment. Shall is an interesting word, one that we just don't use enough anymore, which is why a lot of people don't get what it means. When you say it cannot happen, it means it's impossible. When you say it will not happen, it means you plan on stopping it. When you say it shall not happen, it means you don't have permission for it to happen. Well, the 14th Amendment specifically gives permission for rights to be removed under due process of law. The 14th Amendment was adopted in 1868, by the way, three years after the Civil War ended and 80 years after the Constitution was ratified. The founders didn't intend for it to be adopted. They were all dead by then. But they absolutely intended for their laws to not be the end of the law, to not be final, to not be absolute. They knew they weren't gods or perfect or even all that decent of human beings. They knew future generations would need to be able to change what they wrote. That was their intention. Whenever someone has the unmitigated gall to stand up after a tragedy like Robb Elementary School, or the Pulse nightclub shooting in Florida, or the Virginia Tech shooting, to say, you'd better not take our guns because the Second Amendment guarantees them, there's always someone else who stands up to say that what the Second Amendment really guarantees is a well-regulated militia to protect the people against potential tyranny. Whichever of them is correct, the simpler truth is that the Second Amendment is not an absolute right that can never be infringed or curtailed. It's simply a matter of following due process. In this case, due process means responsible gun control laws. There are many Americans who like owning guns regardless of whether they're a guaranteed right or not. And there are companies and organizations, like the National Rifle Association, that will pay millions of dollars to keep selling guns no matter how many American lives are sacrificed. What does it take to get the rest of us to stand up to them? How many people have to die before we put an end to this madness. If the founders could see all the people, especially the children, who have died by gun violence, would they still have written the Second Amendment? I wouldn't have. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you more later. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.